0: A million years ago, someone, somewhere, looked up at the sky and said, I will go there. With that, they launched a cradle full of their own kind into the sky. Eventually, distance and history claimed them and left us here. We rise, we fall. We bicker and we make peace. We create our own children and our own cradles. We find our own kind and we lose them again. Of ourselves, this is all we will ever know. Alda of Joranfera from Concerning the Search for the Evolution Point. Eric Bourne watched Heron Station's hull rise. It filled the bottom half of the view wall with an ungainly conglomeration of gold and steel blobs. The scene jiggled slightly as the docking clamps took hold of his ship and hauled it into place over the airlock. Behind him, the common room's terminal chimed twice to indicate an incoming message. Through the doorway that led to the bridge, he could hear the precise voice of Cam, his android pilot, delivering the ship's maintenance requirements to the station's docking authorities. Eric ignored both sets of noises and kept his eyes on the view wall. Another ship, a massive, smooth-edged thing, drifted up from behind the bumpy horizon that the station created. Even without magnification, Eric could see the scarlet-tailed comet emblazoned on its side. Well, he thought, you're here and I'm here. I just wish you'd tell me what's going on, the terminal chimed again. Eric sighed and dropped into the overly padded chair in front of the communications board. Impatiently, he skimmed the introductory message displayed on his ship's secondary terminal. Aaron Station welcomes the you Can i into dock and extends full greetings to owner Sar Eric Bourne. Access to all station public systems and areas approved for up to one hundred hours. Two messages have been transferred into your ship's holding memory. Appropriate deductions have been made from your account. Eric glanced at the itemized deductions and typed in his approval code. Then he touched the receive key, and the first message took shape on the terminal screen. As Eric suspected, it was from his employers, whose ship had just arrived. The recording showed a blurry, gray background, and in front of it stood Ambassador Basque of the Rudolent Vitae. At least, Eric assumed it was Bosk. He'd seldom seen more than one Vitae at a time, and although they appeared human enough, they all had been white-skinned, hairless, and wrapped in billowing red robes. Eric always thought of the ambassador as male, but the delicate bones and thick draping of cloth made it impossible for him to be sure.